Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Backdrops and Body Slams. I'm your host, Dean DeFalco, and I'm with Mighty Matt Ramo. Yep. Was that better? Yeah, sure. That was great. That was crystal clear. That was a one, two, three pin right there. That was a clean victory. I don't know about that, but all right. So we're here today to talk about some wrestling as usual, and I figured we should get talking about some NXT stuff. Yeah, buddy. Uh, the Elimination Chamber was a bust. Yeah, it was. It was a huge bust. Do you want to yeah. you want to touch on that real quick? Wouldn't touch it with a ten foot pole. It it and if you haven't seen it, it pretty much finished exactly like you thought it was going to. I was Wh- texting you and I, I was guessing who was going to get eliminated. Uh, yeah, guessing as he was texting me, and I thought he was ahead of me because everything he said came true. It was, it was it's so. Look, we know the show is scripted. We know the results are predetermined. But come on, it's all stale, man. Just come on. I mean, uh, I get it. You got to get the title off Brock and, you know, you got a good worker in Roman. That's fine. Whether you like him or you hate him, he's a good worker. Yeah. yeah so I, I get it. It's just does does it have to like every single time something big happens, it has to be Roman in our face. Seriously. Every single second. It's depressing. Um, the good news is uh, I don't I don't know if you heard is that they are supposed to be uniting the pay-per-views again uh no no raw no smackdown brand only correct uh i mean i'm i'm sure the the brands will stay separate but the pay-per-views won't which right i feel like is better because you know you got a three-hour show and you're trying to stretch the the rosters to their limits some of the programming gets a little boring i i still don't understand how they have was 11 hours of programming or something like that per week Something like that, yeah. 10, 11, 9, I don't know. It's, uh, it's... Well, yeah, Raw's 3, SmackDown's 2. Uh, you got two one-hour shows, uh, so five, so seven. Seven, seven, seven hours, and that's that's just the, the main shows we went over because that, that was 205 and NXT, NXT counting. Um, and, you know, they, they do other stuff on the side. Uh, they've been doing this mixed match challenge, which is more funny than serious. It's been interesting. but uh, I think I, I like it. I'm not watching it, but I like the concept of it. I've seen the highlights here and there, and I think that's interesting. It's a good way to shake things up a little bit. Yeah. You know, the show's very serious. All the shows are very serious for the most part. And it's kind of like when you get a behind the scenes of like a serious movie and you see all the actors cursing and you know, making funny faces and making fun of each other. It's like, oh, okay. Like, they're letting their hair down, so to speak. It's it's cool. Mixed tags, like, a little bit of a dream, you know, the high, the whole idea. A velveteen of, dream? Uh. And speaking of which... Yeah, so... Um, You're welcome. Thank you. That was a great segue. <laughs> uh, so That's why I'm here. Hey, look, that was a tag, tag effort right there. <laughs> uh, so I, I figured we could talk about this a little bit because you, you got a, a lot of good talent right now on that uh, that roster. Yes. And there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, I, I guess there's going to be some spoilers. So if you haven't watched within the past couple weeks, maybe catch up first and then come back to this. We'll wait. Uh, yeah, we, we'll wait. <clears throat> you want to get a soda? No, I'm good. All right, okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I think the first thing I, I kind of want to talk about is uh, Johnny Gargano and uh, Andrade Cien Almas. That, that's probably been the uh, the biggest, Yeah, I wouldn't say upset, because Almas deserved the title that he got from Drew McIntyre, and he kept it, even though 
I, Johnny Gargano has been a fan favorite. And I mean, he deserves a title, like an actual title. It's just not going to be the NXT uh, title. Um, from a writer's standpoint, I think it's a fantastic idea to jerk the audience around like that. You know, the I Gargano as a performer has proved himself one of the best on the NXT roster, if not currently employed by the WWE. And putting him in the storyline with Cien Almos, who I'm not, a, I wasn't a huge fan of Almos, but I think working with Gargano made him better, made their matches better, and I think overall has uh, changed my kind of outlook on Cien Almos. Even with the storyline, because I was just watching that recently and they showed like the progressive storyline with Cien Almos and how he was the playboy party guy and he wasn't winning and then Selena Vega comes along. She's like, no, 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 we got to tighten this up. And she quote unquote turns him around and turns into a champion. I think it's great. It's a great storyline because every every person is the hero of their storyline, but the villain is someone else's. Mm -hmm. Thank you, everything sucks. Um... So here we are, we get Johnny Gargano, who comes out of DIY. Clearly, at the time, he was the better of the two. And they give him the push, and he kind of falls into the same storyline, but you don't notice it as much. He's losing, 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 and then he decides, you know what, I'm going to turn this around. So you have two parallel storylines that are almost identical, and yet someone's the hero and someone's the villain. And so you, as the audience member, pretty much fall in line with Gargano because we're none, you know, I don't know how many of us are... Hispanic playboys, third generation, <laughs> uh, you know, Wrestler, wrestling yeah. royalty. Um, and so I thought it was a fantastic way to play it out and just continuously dangle the carrot in front of Gargano and then have them on top of the great storyline put on. Like, I, don't, I can't even think of a word to describe how good their matches were, like the NXT match at um, oh, the championship match at TakeOver and, and TakeOver Philly. If. If you don't know what wrestling is when it comes to telling a story, like if you want to be a wrestler, watch that match. You want to learn how to tell a story in a ring, watch that match. That uh, that match actually was rated of whatever – I forget the guy's Meltzer? name. Uh, Dave, Dave Meltzer, yeah. Meltzer's five-star. That, that was a five-star match what was that? that was January. Yeah. Um, if you follow – if you prescribe to that, just – Go, go and watch that match. That is storytelling. That is wrestling storytelling at its finest. And to have it finished the way it oh, did. Oh, so many ups and downs to that match. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then and then to have Gargano's character just be at his wit's end and say, you know what? If I'll go one more time. If I win, I take that title. If I lose, I'm out. And to just... <laughs> he put it all on the table, man, you know? And then, to, 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 and then to slap him in the mouth... A fourth time that Andrade Cien almost has continuously got his number. Yeah. And, like, I hope at some point, well, wrestling has no longevity, storyline telling, but what I would do if writing it, I would think... There should be a payoff at some point. Well, he'll get his payoff. He, if he goes to the main roster, he'll get some payoff oh, at no, some point. Oh, I, no, I mean with, with Almas. Like, the history's oh, there now, I think, you know? personally, I would do that thing where <laughs> if, if Gargano, 10 years down the line, is looking to retire... They should interview him and be like, do you have any regrets? And it's like, yes, never winning the NXT title. That would, I would, as a fan, because I'll probably watch, and if NXT stays on for 10 more years, 20 more years, I'll still watch because I know all the new talent, the good talent, the hungry talent, come in and I'll watch that. If they did some shit like that in 10 years where Gargano's like, the NXT is the one thing I never got, I would be elated. Just as a, a viewer, it doesn't matter if it's a movie or a television show or wrestling in this case. 
That would be so brilliant. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, he he has so much talent. I mean, he's not the best on the mic, but he's good enough to get his point across. Yes. Uh, and if, when, that, if he had a weakness, it's it's mic tech. It's yeah. uh, mic technique. But I, I think most of these new guys do, and I think that was partially the reason. Well, I mean, obviously, Andrade Cien Almas doesn't speak great English because his main language is uh, Spanish. Mm-hmm. So you know, they tried having him on the mic before this a few times, and then. Um, when he ended up getting put together with uh, Vega, that was his biggest payoff was having someone who could speak for him that just had this attitude and swagger that he could back up in the ring now. Yes. Uh, and I, I mean, he he's going to lose it soon enough because you have guys like Adam Cole, you have guys like Aleister Black who are all gunning for this <clears throat> title. Drew, which... Drew McIntyre is probably set to come back soon. He's going to want that rematch. I could see another big guy line. being on the the higher roster, probably on SmackDown. Oh, you, you think? Okay, so what you're saying is if McIntyre comes back, he'll just go right to the main roster? I think so. At, <laughs> at this point, I don't think there. I mean, because why come back to NXT unless you're going to just job someone out or put someone over? He got everything. There's I'm always Okay, get. so I'm always looking at wrestling from a storytelling point of view. Not necessarily political or what what have you. And I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong. I just sigh because I sit there and go, you know, it's such a lost opportunity for a storyline. But that's just me. I mean, I, I could see him uh, coming in and then his first match is Jinder Mahal. And they're, they were the three-man band. And oh, 3MB. I totally forgot he, about that. He can try and, he can try and take uh, McIntyre down a peg and be like, you know, you're always the worst out of all of us. You know, I... Why do you get the step up now? Like, what makes you better than me? And then that makes Jinder Mahal relevant again because I he he's not a bad wrestler. He's got a great physique, which whatever the fuck he's taking. Love, whatever. listen, love him or hate him, he put butts in seats because everybody hated him and they oh, wanted absolutely. they wanted to see him fall, and he didn't for a while. No, no, so that I, kept that kept the viewer on the edge of the seat, if you ask me. Yeah, uh, because it was one was that other shoe gonna drop? And yes, because it's inevitable. Yeah, it was inevitable. And to who? That was the other question. <clears throat> That's the to bigger who? question. Who's gonna Who's gonna take the strap? Because sure. you know he he beat everyone for a while. He beat Randy Orton. I think he beat AJ Styles once. Uh, yes. And then he he ended up beating Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm-hmm. All these guys who could have you know gotten it at some point, sure. and then you know finally went to AJ Styles, which I mean he's a very deserving champion. But back to NXT. Um, uh, yeah, so Gargano and uh, Cien Almas, I, I can't wait to see more of what happens yes. here. Obviously, Gargano's got you know something to do somewhere else, uh, so we'll see how that goes. Actually, it's on tonight, so I cannot wait to go home and check it out. <laughs> um, so the, the next thing I want to talk about is Mr. Velveteen Dream. Love him. I love that guy. His his character's a little froofy, you know, for me a bit. With the, I, I actually, just as a personal note, I don't like people who are um, full of themselves. Okay. And that's exactly what Velveteen Dream is. So of course he gets under my skin in that way already. So already I like him. He's a you know when you when you hate someone they're doing a great job. No, you're right. You're so right. I but I love I love seeing him in ring. That again he want to talk five star. His freaking uh, feud with Alistair Black, the whole say my name. That, oh, that was great. That takeover match was fantastic. That too. that's that was the match that that solidified him as a serious competitor at yes. that point. Yes. Because before that, uh, <clears throat> I remember when he first came back on the scene as the Velveteen Dream. I don't even think he was called Velveteen Dream uh, when he came back. Uh, he got in the ring with Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke kicked him right in the fucking face, and that was the <laughs> end of the match. Because um, that was when he was feuding with Samoa Joe, so it was super quick. 
Yeah. Because uh, you had two bigger stars. Sure. But now you have room for these guys like Velveteen Dream where they can really just come into their own. Mm-hmm. I mean, that elbow that he drops, the height that he gets before he lands that thing, oh, it's, it looks so good I'm, every time. Uh, yeah, every single time. The He he dropped it on Black in that, was that uh, TakeOver Houston? Yeah, I think so. TakeOver Houston. He dropped that elbow and I was 100% sold. That match, everybody thought it was going to be, what is a striking match. And those mm-hmm. guys went and chained, and they did some great stuff. Again, like you said, solidifying him on the scene. Like, nope, Velveteen Dream has come come to fight. And, like, he's – you like you again, you just said um, the stars, the bigger stars, Sinsuke Nakamura, Smojo, they leave. And they leave – in their wake, they leave a vacuum, and it allows – Guys like Velveteen Dream to expand and to become and or come into their own rather. So you're saying Velveteen Dream came back that time, got kicked in the face by um, Sinsuke, and he was really not even Velveteen Dream. So now the, the gimmick grows. So that's the thing is NXT is perfect. Oh, absolutely! It's it's a it's a great you know incubator for yes. these these personalities and stuff, and that, that's why I wanted to touch on it because there's so many uh, great ones. And I, I mean, on top of him, you have uh, all of Sanity, which. I mean, hands down, I I'm a huge fan of Sanity, it, especially Nikki Cross. Well, that that's the thing. There's so many, um, good personalities on there that uh, one's bound to get lost. And unfortunately, I think the weakest one right now is uh, oddly enough their leader Eric Young. Like he rarely ever says anything anymore. I remember when uh, Sanity first came about. He was big on the mic and stuff, you know. He was he was all about you know talking them up and everything, uh, and then it kind of fell off. And like it's ever the focus has been on Nikki Cross and Killian Dane for good reason because Nikki Cross is a little five foot monster that just wants to beat the shit out of everything. And it's yes. amazing. She doesn't even need to get on the microphone. Nope. And when she does, it's creepy as hell. Like she she has a very good uh, way. She of says speaking. a lot with saying a little. Yeah. By uh, saying a little. And Killian Dane just, uh, he did a little quick promo in the ring with, uh, it was Aleister, Aleister Black, Black. And now they have a match coming up. And, um. Yeah, he didn't say much either. Didn't need to, though. See, that's, I, that's what I think about Sanity. One of my favorite things about Sanity is they have such a presence physically. They come out, they have hoods, they have masks over their face. The music is very disjointed. The whole personality is disjointed. And the chaos symbols on the backs of their jackets, it tells you everything you need to know. And then, like you said, when they get on the mic, you know, an Eric Young, who's I think he's great on the mic. I, to be honest, I what I think happened there was you had three of these new guys and you have the veteran. So yes. he he's the one taking them on mm-hmm. and, you know, probably backstage is like, All right, you know, this was good. This was good. Yeah. Um, you could do better here. You mm-hmm. know, we're, we're going to get this over and, you know, you just got to work on so-and-so. And I, I think that's what NXT is doing a great job with uh, right now with stuff like that. You know, uh, look at AOP, um, Authors yes. of Pain. They've you come have, such a long way. And I, I think part of it is having Paul Ellering there being like, "All right, you know, you guys did this great. Um, but you know, there's some things you could work on. I mean, they've gotten on the mic the a few times, and I mean, mainly take, it's a takeover. They were yeah. on the mic, and it was decent. Yeah, I, it was better than I expected. Because I I remember when they first uh, came on the scene and they tried that, and it was just mainly screaming. And now, like, they actually, <laughs> have, it's still screaming, but they have a little bit more to say now. Which is yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, Ellering, Ellering, um, Young, great examples. But there's a lot of guys there too. Period. It's not just you know we always heard stories about how um, guys come up to the main roster and one of their first things to do is go see the Undertaker because he was the the the, the leader man, of the locker yeah. room because you can learn so much and I'm I, and I hope that my hope is that they're 
guys that are in the guys that are in um, Sanity aren't just staying with Eric Young. Everybody's talking to each other because I mean, oh, absolutely, they're all stationed in Orlando, so they don't have to travel. Right. It's not the same concept of being right. on the road all the time. I yeah. mean, you know, NXT goes on tour when they do the takeovers, but they that's tour about up it. to the takeover and then yeah. they tour back down, which is cool. It gives them a taste for the road if they haven't been there. Guys like Roddy Strong and. You know, Eric Young, they've well, they toured. Uh, it's funny you mention that because I he's been having a hell of a fucking time lately. Uh, you know, he, he had a shot at the UK Championship, which he's had a lot of shots. Fantastic at, match, too. Yeah, he's had a lot of shots at championships, putting on great matches yes. that you knew he wasn't going to win. Yeah. But you still wanted to see him. Because oh, yeah. He, uh, the guy, I, I've said it before because they say it all the time on air. He's the messiah of the backbreaker. That yes, guy. Sir. Makes every single backbreaker move look so good. If Roddy Strong were a Magic the Gathering deck, it would be stacked with backbreakers. Oh, absolutely. Every single one. <laughs> Raw of deal, them. Roddy Strong, backbreaker plus two. Uh, so he's had a shot at the, uh, the NXT Championship. UK uh, Championship, as you just mentioned. The UK Championship. And now he's on the uh, the road for the 205 Live Championship, which he's I th- he's in like the semifinals now, I think. I don't uh, know how it goes, but six, he's he's advanced three fights, two fights, two fights. Okay, he's in the third one's coming, <clears throat> so I believe that's the semifinals, and then it'll be the finals after that. I as believe. of recording this, it's two. So then next week is the third. But yeah, I believe so. Okay. Well, I, I it, it might be next week is the the other set, and then it'll be the other. Yeah, the, the other the last set. Two. Oh, gotcha. The other yeah, brackets. Um, okay. So it's it, it's been. Amazing to watch him work with smaller guys uh, recently because, yes. you know, uh, in NXT, he's been going up against people like uh, Cassius Ono, uh, uh, Lars Sullivan, Sullivan. Uh, Pete Dunne, which, I mean, he's not a big guy, but he's not a small guy by any means either. Very wide. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, and he... Well, well, you know what it is? It's it's the style he's going up against. Because, yeah. like, a guy like Pete Dunne, Lars Sullivan, they're big guys, so they fight like bruisers, like bruiser weight, you know, yeah. strikers and stuff like that. But you go up against someone like... Um, who was he? Were we just Kalisto. looking? Kalisto, guys like that who are more lucha based, fly, high flyers, moving quickly. You know, you you put on a different show. Oh yeah, and I mean, it it was so fascinating watching him because it went from you know him try like he 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 would end up you know doing all these great moves and stuff in NXT, and then you know a big guy like Lars Sullivan would hit him once, and you know, just and he's down, yeah, put him on the ground, yeah. But now you know. It's, I, I we were watching uh, him with two hundred five live the highlights with Kaliso and Kaliso would try to do a hurricanrana on him and then Roddy would just catch it and pick him up and slam him back down right it, yeah. it, cause, into a backbreaker because <laughs> it's it's his size now so it's yes. it's easier to believe that he could do something like that right and yeah that's again going back to storytelling in the ring you're not gonna assume that he's gonna get Lars Sullivan up for all those backbreakers he might get lucky because Lars Sullivan trips up but again you're putting on a different performance. Right, right. I, I just wanted to mention him. I mean, we, we've talked highly of him so many times already because he, he is just such a great wrestler. If you haven't seen any of his matches, just watch any of them on NXT or uh, watch him. I think he was on ROH Go back that. to ROH. Yeah. His stuff was – you can see him uh, really coming into his own in ROH. So now him in uh, NXT is just him continuing that, that brand of Roddy Strong that he – you know, cultivated there in, in ROH. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So, uh, I, I get, I'm, I'm going to skip the, uh, undisputed error cause they're great. Um, you know, <clears throat> uh, but I haven't seen a lot of them. Like it, they, they're hot on the scene. They're white hot. They have the yeah. tag championships right now. Um, Adam Cole is on in line 
to get a uh, championship shot for uh, the NXT championship sooner or later. Sure. It's bound to happen. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it's just I haven't seen a lot of them, and I am impressed by them. Uh, they're, they're great athletes. But there's a lot of other people on this roster who I, I want to talk about before before that. I'm I'm I'll I'll give you my two cents about the undisputed era. Um, I'm not so much a fan of them as like I respect them. Right. I mean they're I'm an Alistair Black fan and they fucked my man over so don't like them. Then no, they then like... they then they jump in they jump sanity and I'm a fan of them too. So I'm not a fan, man. Yeah, no, I, but I got it. But all, it. all things aside, tag champs right now, um, Fish and uh, Riley. Riley, they're Great in ring, fish especially. I like fish a lot. He had a match when he first came in against Alistair Black, and my God, was that a monstrous match? Because uh, uh, Bobby Fish is a, a big striker, big kicker, yes. and they were doing some crazy ass shit in the ring. I got to see if I could find it, and uh, like I'll record it or something, and just make a highlight because it was, it was link, so. We'll great. put a link somewhere. Um, yeah, check it out. But yeah, moving on from undisputed. Yeah, era. so I want to talk about some of the girls. Um, yes, yes, let's I, I, do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip uh, Shayna Baszler because I I'm. I've, there's not a lot going on there yet, uh, and there there's other girls uh, right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, that's fine. Shayna Baszler, I'll give you my two cents once again. Not a fan. Uh, nothing interesting about her storyline. Nothing interesting about what's going on. They're I like that in she- on that uh, MMA thing. Too hard. I mean, okay. Not to get away from NXT, but how much are you going to cash in on the MMA? Uh, Deville comes up. Yeah. You got you sign Rowdy, Rowdy Ronda Rousey, <laughs> and you got Shayna Baszler. So what are you trying to do here? Yeah. Uh, uh, come uh, on. S- sidebar, sidebar. What'd you think of uh, her slam and Triple H to the table? That did look good. Like it looked good. Uh, like, come on, you c- you could do anything to Triple H and make it look good. I popped a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I saw it coming. I was like, ooh, all right, whatever. Okay. Uh, I I mean, it, it's it's kind of silly because uh, I oh, you know what? I will say this. I still cannot figure out how she does that arm kick. Yeah. Um. Well, you guys are listening to us. I'm just going to show Dean when she puts the hand, the palm down on the mat. Yeah. Um, your bicep is parallel to the mat, and then she kicks the bicep. Ooh. I still don't know. Like, you know, we're old enough to n- know the secrets of wrestling and stuff like that, and how you take a back slam and you know throw a punch. Some things just look stiff, though. So like... Sure, but I still don't understand how she does that. So I will give to her credit. Whoever figured that out. Fantastic. Yeah. She that looks dumb. Every time I see it, I'm like, oh my god, that looks so devastating. Uh, yeah. So getting I, away from her. Yeah. So uh, I mean, obviously, there's Ember Moon, uh, who's the NXT Women's Champion right now. Deserves it totally. Oh, deserves absolutely. It. Her the Eclipse when she pulls that off, right? Fucking amazing. Uh, the other one I wanted to talk about, which I it's now has escaped you. On the on her trunks, it says EST. Oh yes, she because she's the the, the best, best. The, the bestest, the strongest, yeah, the, the toughest, the fastest. Um, and you know, at first when I was uh, watching her, I was a little perplexed. I was like, "It's just this little girl." And then um, she she didn't look any different from you know a Peyton Royce or a Billy Kay or anything like that. And she had this long ponytail, and I was like, "Ah, you know, whatever. I guess I'll watch." And my God, did this girl start wrecking people? Firstly, she, uh, something Sinclair. Um, shit, this is gonna bother the fuck out of me. No, it's Be- Bian- uh, Be- Belair. Sorry, Bianca Belair. Uh, yep. So uh, I-, I found out that apparently she's like a, a college champion, like all American and all SEC track and field performer and yeah. hurdles at the University of Tennessee. SEC academic honor roll, two thousand eleven and twelve, cross pit competitor, power lifter. 
uh, and featured in a handful of magazines. So yeah. So when she came on the scene, I was like, ah, you know, I, I don't know. And then I saw her wrestle. Oh, hang on a second. I'm going to cut you off for one second. Okay. She was trained by, at the Performance Center, the great Sarah Del Rey. All right. Claudio Casanoli, a.k.a. Cesaro's wife. Yeah. All right. No, I, I feel it. I feel it. Proceed. Uh, yeah. So, so I, this girl has a lot of talent. If you haven't seen a match with her yet, watch it. I mean, firstly... Um, just her moves look brutal and stiff and tough. She she's a bruiser. She she yeah. hits hard. Yeah. Uh, but the, the the craziest thing is she uses her ponytail as a fucking whip, and every time she hits someone with it, the snap that it makes and the pain on someone's face is so excruciating. I feel it. Like I I touch my back. Like oh my god, that. I feel it right now. I feel the pain. It might be a pimple on my back, but I, I feel some sort of pain. And oh my god, that, it's just it. It looks so insane when she does that. Uh, she she's a dynamic wrestler, and uh, she's just got like a a, a grin or like a, a just kind of a, an attitude to her, and it makes you not like her, but. Uh, anyway, she comes across. Wise, yeah, her character comes very across cocky. very cocky. Well, she's got EST on the back end because she's the best, the fastest, yeah, the strongest. Yeah. You know, so, there's, there's an arrogance about her. But yeah, no, she she's so dynamic to watch, and I, I recommend uh, everyone watch a, a match for her because she she will be champion sooner or later, uh, without a doubt. Um, I'd be remiss if I failed to mention uh, Sonia Deville or Mandy Rose because they just stepped up along with Liv Morgan, Ruby Ride, and all of them, and they they haven't really found their footing yet. But you I go, like them as wrestlers, and they never really got a fair shake in NXT. I was gonna say, you know, when you go from being the big fish in the small pond to the big pond, but the problem is they were never the big pit fish in the small pond to begin with. No. Ruby Riot was a bigger fish. Well, the problem was is that they did this women's tournament, and I think they hired more women uh, back after the tournament than they knew what to do with. So they had to move some of the old talent out. Oh, the May Young Classic. Yeah, because yeah. um, they they took on Kyrie Sane. Yes. Uh, Shayna Baszler. Uh, Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a handful of others whose names uh, are like. Well, yeah, there was uh, the uh, Lacey something. I can't remember. Her oh, name. the uh, 1920s one. Yeah, yeah. She, I, who's like okay as a wrestler? Um, uh, Lacey Evans. Yeah, you have that Aaliyah chick uh, who's still on there. You have Billy Kane, Peyton Royce. Who we I haven't even seen in a while, which kind mm. of upsets me because no, they've been MIA since pretty much Houston. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm a little bummed out about that because I do like them as wrestlers. Um, Tynara, Tynara Conti. I don't remember that. I don't remember all of them to be fair. So, well, I'm I'm looking at this uh, the, webpage. The roster. I, I don't even. I can't even think of seeing her. Yeah, no. But um, yeah, just just. Oh, I do remember seeing her. She was like one of the first eliminations. Um, eliminated first round by Lacey Evans. Yeah, L- Lacey Evans. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So th- there, there are a lot of great women, and I feel like they had to move. Uh, a bunch of them over just so that they could bring in all these hires that they made um, with good reason because you have someone like Sonya Deville and uh, and Mandy Rose, Liv Morgan, uh, Ruby Wright, who were great, um, good wrestlers, but they were never going to get the spotlight in NXT, especially after this happened with the Mae Young tournament. It just there's no way they were going to make it back into uh, into the spotlight there. So they moved them as a team up. And, uh, I, I mean, you have 
two notable ones. I mean, you had Paige, which obviously that's a, a non-factor right now because her neck is Dunzo. permanently keeping her out. Uh, but then you have Ruby Riot, who <clears throat> did have great matches with Ember Moon, uh, with a lot of the other uh, talent in um, NXT. So yeah, I mean, uh, they're those those two by themselves are uh, are great, and I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing more of them on the the main roster, or just doing something better than the bullshit they're doing right now with the the groups. Uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, well, we're getting away from the NXT stuff, but I thought it was weird that they once again paralleled storylines where they brought up Absolution and then they brought up the Riot Squad. Yeah. And it was like, they're just on different shows. What are you guys doing? Right, right. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I'd like to see more Kyrie Sane. Uh, yes. I think that would be cool. Uh, she's another one with that elbow that just makes it. She has a fantastic elbow. Yeah. She's a tiny little thing, and she gets such height and distance on it. I, I'm not a huge fan of the pirate thing. Like, I get that's her gimmick, but it just doesn't jive well with <laughs> this what is gonna sound, is doing. This is going to sound super racist, and you got to understand that I don't mean it this way, but, of course, when you preface something with that. Racist warning, it comes from a good place, people. The All I wanted to say is her character is too Japanese. Like, that character works in New Japan or on a more Japanese-based um, program. The ca- well, I think what you're trying to say is, where the, uh, like, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, th- those characters go over better than they do here. Yeah, here we look at it... Or I should say in, in North America, we look at it as kind of hokey, which is kind of weird because we had things like Kane and The Undertaker. Uh, and fucking Doink the Clown. Bo- Boogeyman. But I think I think now it's because uh, what we're seeing now is a little different. Like, No, I, I agree. I, I mean um, – It'd be cool like if she went heel and started wearing black pirate gear and she was like the black pirate Ky- Kyrie saying – I don't know. I, I mean I, I still <laughs> – I just like villains. I'm I, sorry. No, I, I got you. I, I just think uh, – it's 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 a bit of a cheesy gimmick, but she's a great wrestler, so you know it's it can be overlooked. She doesn't really sure. get as big of a pop as I think she should get for how good she is as a wrestler. So well, they she was injured for a while, so like she wins May Young, she shows up once or twice, catches an injury, and then she's off. So like you know, I mean, that, all steam's lost. Finn Balor stim- uh, syndrome at that point. <laughs> yeah, but Finn Balor has. He's got the demon, and people love the demon. You know, it's people kinda, just love Finn Balor. That's also true. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Kyrie Sane fell, I think, a little victim to that. So now she's back on TV and, you know, she had quite an impact at the Rumble, which was, it was great to see her at the Rumble. I popped. And um, and she she did a little thing uh, recently on NXT where Shayna Baszler was beating With Shayna Baszler, yeah. And Kyrie Sane came to the rescue. So we'll yeah. see how that goes. Um, I hope it plays out well. It'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the I think my biggest problem with a lot of the international wrestlers is – they try and force them to get on the microphone, and maybe it's not necessary. You know, so when Shinsuke Nakamura is a rare exception where no matter what he says, it doesn't matter because <laughs> it's Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, he, he's just that eclectic that people just love him no matter what. Uh, so, but I mean, you see it with someone like Andrade Cien Almas, uh, they're like, he just could not get over by himself. Um, yeah, authors of pain. Uh, uh, authors of pain are another one. Um, there, there. Uh, Hideo Itami is another one where, yes. like, he just it just nothing went right for that guy. I, and I feel bad because he's a fantastic wrestler. Yeah, I I don't know what's happening with him because uh, after the two hundred five tournament that he lost, I think against Roderick Strong. Uh, yes, he said it's over, and I was like, what? 
You just got here. Yeah, like stop. <laughs> but I, I mean, unless they're moving him somewhere else. I, I, well, he could be asking for his release, like you know Neville or something, where he just doesn't feel like he's being used properly, which is understandable because I mean, it's gotta suck to be in um, an industry like that, it, it, like the top, the tippy top, and not being used, like. They're paying you. You're there. You want to be on TV, but they're like, ah, you know, we don't got anywhere for you. Here's a paycheck. Go home. It, there's, yeah, it's got to be uber frustrating. Yeah, because <clears throat> I mean, the 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 big thing once you to to most people making it to WWE means that you know you've made they, it. Yeah, this is it. This is I'm gonna be on TV now. This is my time. I get to show what I can do. And then when you know the writers are like, well, we got nothing for you. Um, this character's kind of stale you know we're working on a rewrite you know stand by uh, that kind of sucks and I, I feel like with Hideo Itami he's kind of just in a rut where he can't get out of it you know um he he had a match with Finn Balor uh recently not against him they had a tag team and that was interesting mm-hmm. uh but it wasn't anything serious and he wasn't called up to do anything else with it he had to do a five match with uh, uh Roderick Strong against him and that ended. He's been on NXT a couple times, on and off. But yeah, ever since he had that shoulder injury, like he just lost all of his heat, which sucks. Yeah, yeah, it did. I, I mean, just glancing at the net, you know, there's a lot of rumors circulating that he's looking for his release to go back to Japan. Um, you know, someone else is saying that the rumor is BS. You know. I guess, I mean, we're all going to have to sit back and watch. But I agree with you. It's a shame. It's a shame to make it to the big dance and not have a partner. Because now you're just standing around the room watching everybody else have fun. Will you be my partner? I'm your partner on the show. We're a tag team partner. We're tag team partners. And our tag team is freaking backdrops and body slams. Like, that's what we do. (laughs) All right. So we we just too sweeted each other. Um, Because we're tools. Yes. Uh, all right, so uh, I'm trying to think if we missed anyone. I guess tag teams real quick. We, we kind of hit everyone. We hit the Authors of Pain. We hit uh, Sanity. We hit uh, uh, TM, oh, TM61. TM61. Heavy Machinery, man. Heavy Machinery. If you listen to our last episode, you already know how fondly we think of them. One ton wrecking crew. Please, please let it happen. Uh, TM61, I wasn't familiar with them until they returned. I watched all the you, promos about them. You didn't see that match that they were in against uh, Authors of Pain? No. I have to go back? All right, I'll go back. They put Paul Ellering, I think. I th- Okay, it was either TM61 or DIY. I'm not sure because this was like we're going back two, three years now. Yeah. Um, they put Paul Ellering in a shark cage, and they had this crane uh, where it was connected to the cage, but it was coming off of the corner of the ring. Uh-huh. One of these crazy motherfuckers climbs up to the top of it and jumps off of it, uh, like, into a table, like, onto the <laughs> Authors of Pain. I was like, Jesus Christ, these guys. I'm pretty sure that's where one of them actually ended up breaking their uh, their their leg or something, because I think that's what happened. One of them ended up fucking up their shin or leg or whatever. Uh, the knee. Knee, thank you. Uh, yeah, so th- they, they're, they're a good, solid team, and they haven't gotten a fair shake yet. Um, it's, it's funny because all the, the tag teams that they've been up against, uh, in the past have actually moved on. Um, they were going up against, uh, the revival. They're gone. America Alpha is gone. Um, DIY is defunct now. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's separated. Um, you know, they, I think they were in at the, uh, the very beginning of Sanity, uh, but you know, that's gotten a lot bigger now. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting to see them back in a different landscape and uh, where they fit in. So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing where uh, where this goes. Uh, I'm gonna say something, and that's only because I haven't seen him prior to the uh, leaving the uh, injury. Uh, I'm not that impressed with them. That's fair. That's fair, and that's the match. And yep, it was in fact TM six one with Ellering in the takeover Toronto. Yes, there you go. A- you want to see this crazy match? It's takeover Toronto. All right, yeah. So I, I think, uh, I, I think we hit everything right there. There's no stand. I mean, uh, Lars Sullivan's great, uh, which both of us were very surprised about that. Either of us would like Lars Sullivan because it just kind of seemed like I thought for certain Lars Sullivan and um, Killian Dane, Killian Dane, but apparently Lars Sullivan is injured. Uh, you're you're on the this this the list. web well this website's showing that he's not injured so I don't know what the deal is. It would be weird if they kept him. They're off. also saying Tommaso Champa is is inactive due to a knee injury. That was the original thing when he went away. It was because of his knee. Then this is this okay. Is so this old. is clearly old. So never mind. Um, you know, wait, 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 wait. One man, one man we haven't mentioned. Oni Larkin. Oni Larkin. Oh Come on. God! All right. Uh, real quick, <laughs> this guy. We keep like we keep talking about we're gonna end, but uh, no, no. no th- this this one I think we could touch on real quick. He yes. deserves. Uh, yes, he does. He deserves a little bit of praise. Uh, so so this guy, fucking maniac that he is, <laughs> just I don't know how to describe him. I mean, <laughs> if you've never seen him, it's tough to describe. Imagine like your Irish uncle had one too many beers and said, I'll fucking fight anyone. <laughs> and he pulls off all his clothes except his underwear, and he literally <laughs> charges into a fight. Yep. Like, yep. And he, <laughs> uh, he apparently thinks he's number one because he puts his hand just, up in the air with the one thing, his index finger going up, and just walks to the ring looking really fucking pissed. He's so ready for a fight. Yeah. And he brings it. He comes oh, to the abs- ring and he he's great in I, the ring. To be honest, he's like a human wrecking ball. He throws himself at. He's people. so tiny too. Yeah. yeah like a, he's just amazing to watch. Uh, if if you could find a match with Oni Lorcan in it, it's worth checking out. He's not over yet. Um, I even like to go see the matches too. He only had like two or three with Danny. Birch? Yes. They were uh, right great before Lars Sullivan debuted. Uh, yes. Yeah, he did a few things with Danny Birch, and they're really, really good. I don't know if one of them got injured or something, but uh, yeah, like th- there seemed to be some heat going. Like people liked Danny Birch and they liked Lo- Oni Lorcan and just kind of fell apart. And uh, yeah, I- I'm hoping I see more of them because uh, Oni Lorcan's really cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, one last thing to touch upon real quick. Moss and Sabatelli, they're breaking up. That's the only other tag oh. team that's left. Uh, yeah, Street I, Profits. Street Profits, which, I, I mean, that that's that's a lot of uh, lot of hype behind them. And uh, they're, no they're real sil- Like, if you like if you like a silly um, tag team, they're, they're, they're like Edge and Christian. They're, they're so, like Black nah, Edge and Christian. dude, they're yeah. so racist. Oh, it's such point. a racist gimmick. Anytime, and I'll say this every single time. Anytime the WWE attempts to portray African Americans or any kind of minority in an urban light, I always feel that it's uber racist. Well, I mean, we do live in you know a very diverse culture. Uh, you know, we we live right next to the city, so um, I live in the city. Well, I mean, I wasn't gonna blow you up, but if you want to yeah, mention okay. it, I mean, I was born and raised in the Bronx, and I live in the Bronx still. I mean, I've grown up. Very uh, in a very melting pot neighborhood and stuff. Yeah, so I, I mean, I mean that doesn't make me better than anybody else. I'm no, just, I'm just, I'm <laughs> just saying, you know, that I, I feel like maybe people don't realize how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Um, and because uh, you know they come out and it seems like everyone has a good time watching them, which I no, mean they're the, just playing they're their o- characters. They're so over with the right. audience and the fans, and that's fine. 
Well, you know, they, I'm just I, not I, a fan. No, that's 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 fine. I mean, they're 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 interesting to watch. I don't think they have the wrestling chops yet that maybe they need no. to to get over. One of them does. The one uh, the, that doesn't wear the baseball cap. I don't know which one that is. I uh, actually don't even know their names. I, like I've only seen them twice so far. Dawkins and Ford. So I think it's Ford. Wait, it's really one of them is Angelo Dawkins. Did uh, I get that right? Uh, yep. Cause he Montez uh, Ford and Angelo Dawkins. Angelo, oh no, it's Dawkins that I think can actually wrestle. Yeah, he he's a bigger dude. Uh, he's a little stockier. Yeah, Montez Ford is a lot more sculpted. Um, Spelt. But uh, frog splash, standing shooting star. Yeah, he he does a lot more of the top rope moves, and Dawkins the muscle. Yep. Um, they they could go far. Um, I'm interested to see how far this gimmick goes, and you know how far they'll let it go. Uh, they they drink uh, what is that? Uh, scissor going to the ring and stuff, where it's betrayed as such. Yeah. So you know, it's it it is a little racist. The black um solo cups. Yeah, you know. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I don't think they're the worst. Uh, I I think they're... if I never saw them again, I wouldn't have a problem. <laughs> I think they're better than Sabatelli and Moss, which I'm happy they split up because I I, I hate that you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really hate that, that you're right because that that you was that was scrubbing the bottom of the barrel with those, uh, those guys. Those guys are like the um the Vince McMahon wet dreams. They have amazing physiques. Mm-hmm. They don't get me wrong. They look. Sculpted as oh, ish, well, but one, one's an ex football player, and the yeah. other one just looks like you he Moss. was cast that way. <laughs> they made him in a mold, Sabatelli. Yeah, he just looks like he was he was put in a mold, and it was like, Here you go, here, Vince. We we made yeah. a clone of something. There, there you are. Um, yeah, so I we'll, we'll see what happens with them. I don't think they're gonna go far with singles. Maybe Moss will. I don't think Sabatelli will. Or you know what. That could go the other way because people hate Sabatelli, and that's how Elias got over, is that people fucking hated him. And then they found that one thing that made people like him, who wants to walk with Elias, <laughs> WWE, and now he's a fucking icon. Which is amazing because people still boo him. He's like a heel, and he tells people to shut up while he's performing, and they boo him, and yet they'll still, quote-unquote, chant his who wants to walk with Elias stuff. You know, I don't know, man. It's, that uh, is if it's not piped in. Love <gasps> to hate him. Oh, got that clap track. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so uh, let, <laughs> let's uh, let's end this. We're probably running pretty long in the tooth here. Um so, guys, remember, if you like what we're talking about, remember to uh, like the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to it. Uh, check out geekade.com for more great content. We do all sorts of crazy stuff there, uh, but not cocaine or meth because drugs are bad, kids. Okay. The more you know. Uh, and if you want to reach out to us, you can always shoot us an email at mail at geekade.com. That is mail at geekade.com. Make sure you put backdrops and body, body slams in the, the subject title. so we can get it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm the one who checks the mail, so it's fine. It's well, fine. when I'm on other programs, people, the other hosts say. Sorry, Mr. Fucking Waveback, okay? <laughs> yeah, if you want to hear more of me, check out the Waveback where I blabber on about music from video games. <laughs> Wrestling and video game music. Wrestling and video games. I mean, perfect nerd, man. I've, I've got. Who's got a life better than me? No one. Fuck no one. Chris. Chris Canyon. Oh. Chris Canyon. Okay. God damn it. Sorry. Sorry. I'm done. (laughs) All right, guys. So till next time, uh, remember to support local independent wrestling, and we will catch you in the next episode. Ding ding.
we're as good as we're going to be. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Backdrops and Body Slams. I am your host, Dean DeFalco, and I am joined by Mighty Matt Ramo. I don't want to point out that you garbled that intro, but whatever. Did I? You did. How? You, like, ate it. What do you and, mean I ate and it? And you, like, spit it back out. I don't... It was like... Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of... Bo- Welcome, everyone! <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I hope this goes to air. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Backdrops and Body Slams. I am your host, Dean DeFalco, and I am with Manic Matt... Fuck, I said that already. I am with <laughs> asshole hat fucking face. Fuck you, Matt Remo. How's that? Was that good? Is that, is that great? Did that work? Fuck you, dude. Yeah, you're welcome. So we're here to talk uh, talk about some wrestling. He's Wait, just totally got keeping, me on tilt. You're keeping it... Welcome everyone stop. to a new episode. Just stop. Hang no. On. <laughs> no. Wait, this is getting out of hand. No. It's all there. <laughs> all two minutes of I it. I can't stop. Hang on. <laughs> you sure? You sure it's all right? No, I'm never sure. <laughs> 